0: Go to norcalgunvault.com. Norcalgunvault.com. The arm's and
2: gaddy felt with my
3: dad and Zogaddy's. Can I press that bad button?
2: Are we ready to start? One,
3: two, three. I'm a proud Democrat, but first and foremost, I'm a proud Republican and Democrat and mostly American.
1: Can you believe in miracles?
0: Yes, you can.
2: I give
1: you America itself! This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty!
0: Live from Studio C! Si, senor! A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. We're already halfway through the week. We haven't even done anything. Mm-hmm. And today, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. America's birthday, Jack. The 4th of
1: July, Independence Day. Hot dogs, cold drinks, friends, neighbors, family members. Celebrating this great land of liberty in which we live. Co-general manager, Nuclear Holocaust! <laughs> Well, you gotta glance in the general manager's office to figure out which general manager is in moment
0: to moment. As like I like to say, yesterday is our Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> that's oh, that's rich. The way I like to look at it. Everybody got all their fingers? Anybody blow their fingers off? No, nah, we don't none of us live anywhere where they <laughs> allow fireworks. Mike's constantly making the uh, devil's horns yeah. now.
1: You you no, excellent. He Lost he has no the mill too, huh?
0: you don't have real fireworks in any of these states we we live in
1: cowards it's, yeah bunch of cowards the right to lose an eye is the right to its its our freedom huh people who's with me
0: people who think children shouldn't play with explosives nannies yeah right sick sad um you know what we really need to do today Oh boy. Especially one little section of it.
1: Study the world! Study the world! Examine the globe! <laughs>
2: Study the world. That's right,
1: Michael. There's a lot at stake today.
4: Yeah, particularly. By the way,
2: where I live, they started playing with fireworks on, like, Thursday until... I, w- I woke up this morning, I was still here and stuff.
4: <laughs> really? <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah,
0: my little uh, town doesn't allow anything. There was somebody shooting all kinds of stuff last night when we were walking home from the officials' fireworks. There were people in somebody's backyard firing stuff high in the air, and I thought, what what, what do you end up? Do you end up in prison, or what do they do to you? Uh, you get a fine or something. Uh-huh. I thought they're going to find you pretty easily,
4: I think.
1: Yes, you're sending up flares. <laughs> <laughs> the, the very crime is the, 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 the admission.
0: Right. Um, so let's kick off the show the way we, we always do, introducing everybody on the squad standing over there wearing military green. I appreciate that as we stare down North Korea. There is our board operator, Michelangelo. How are you this morning, Michael?
3: Hey, pretty good. Um, I had went to two Fourth of July parties, one on Saturday night and then one, uh, yesterday with the family. And so I've had a lot of ribs, I've had a lot of, uh, steak. I've had, you name it, I've eaten it, but, um, I I almost have like a hangover this morning. Oh, food hangover. Like a food hangover, yeah, but I'm ready to go. Meat poisoning.
0: Yeah. Um, The fireworks are too late. They need to make it darker earlier on the 4th of July. Because uh, if you got to go to work and you got small kids, nine forty as a start is too late Ooh, yeah. for the uh, for the fireworks. Mm. My kids are never up that late, and that's when the fireworks start. And it's just in this, so they're falling apart. And I'm thinking, I got to go to work in the morning. Let's flip flop the whole longer days, uh, shorter days thing. Make the longer days in the winter time. Short days in June by a government proclamation. Or, Why ce- not? or celebrate our uh, hot dog eating contest day on December 4th. Oh boy, it's our Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> it is. There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room, our assistant executive producer. How are you, Sean?
4: Doing very well. Had a lovely weekend of uh, festivities with friends and family and such. Uh, got to see the the new movie Baby Driver. I really did enjoy that. It's uh, It was a, a fun summer blockbuster. Terrible I, movie. <laughs> I got a text from my boy. That's interesting, Vincent. Does
0: the, boy, does the does the baby crash the car in, like, the first scene? And then the rest of it's just well, dealing with... Well, he
1: can't see a damn thing. He's a foot and
4: a half tall.
0: The rest of the movie's just dealing with insurance hassles.
4: <laughs> yeah, in order for him to reach the pedals, he actually can't see through the windshield. It's, right. It's just a logistical nightmare. He's just... Very, very stupid babies.
1: He's
0: faced with the choice of sitting in the seat but not going anywhere or standing on the pedals and not being able to see.
1: Well, right. <laughs> exactly. It's a real conundrum. Not to mention babies' lack of upper arm strength, of upper body strength, even steering a power steering car beyond their, their abilities. <laughs> my son texted me, my son, the uh, the hipster uh, media critic, go see Baby Driver, that is all. <laughs> <Nah>.
2: <laughs> but not according uh. to Vincent. We'll stay tuned. Uh,
0: there is Vincent, our senior executive
2: producer. How are you, Vincent? Did, uh, I, I hung out with a lot, a lot of I saw Sean every day. Last week. Wow. Okay. Seven days. I should get some kind of award. Sean was, <laughs> Sean was in fine form. Uh, I would like to say a lot of things, but I won't. Uh, but uh, I went to a museum yesterday. Wow. Uh, Aren't
0: yeah. you fancy? Yeah. Exactly.
2: Exactly. I dressed up, uh, put on my fancy does. I look like Jared Kushner going to Iraq. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> walked around the museum. Some cool stuff, but uh, it occurred to me that, like, like there are a lot of ceramics and pottery, nah. and some of them are beautiful, have sure. patterns and all. But some of them, uh, it looks like they they they're stacked like thirty high at the Dollar Tree. And so <laughs> I was I, 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 I was I was an art critic, and so there was a lot of pottery I didn't dig. And then paintings, like if you paint something, you should have something alive in it, like a human or an animal. If you're just painting like lemons on a table, that's not that's not there's no skill in that. And so, How long were you at the museum? Uh, like you ever Howard tried Howard to
1: House. paint a lemon? It's not easy. Ooh, the 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 shading, the little wrinkles in the skin. Sure. My God, it'll keep you up at night.
0: Mm. You know, my theory is all uh, right. I heard this theory from someone else, and it's absolutely true. You can only spend an hour at a museum. After that, you're just wandering through. So you can say you saw stuff. It has no, it <laughs> right. makes no impression on you after an hour. It's like, all right. And
2: they had these benches that, like, what am I supposed to sit at the, on this bench and stare at? the it. And yes, ten. yes and, see, that's yeah. exactly right. See, I the the lowbrow
1: can spend an hour in a museum. I spend many hours taking in the art and understand. You some pieces, Vincent. You have to sit there for forty five minutes, <laughs> just consider it, let it wash over your soul. Look at Did that you, lemon.
0: That is some lemon. Look at that. It's kind of pointy at both ends. It only makes you think about it's life. yeller. That's a lemon right there. Huh? Has everybody seen this lemon? <laughs> you can practically taste it. Hey, you, come over here.
1: Take a look at this lemon. Oh.
0: There's Marshall Phillips who does our news every day.
3: How are you, Marshall? I'm doing well. You know, it's an American treat. A celebrity meets birthday today.
4: Mm.
3: Yes, Spam, an American classic, turns 80 years old today. Mm. It was introduced back in 1937. At the time, it was the only canned meat that didn't need to be refrigerated.
0: Congratulations. Oh,
1: boy, that makes you stop and think. Yeah.
0: Meat, meat that doesn't need to be refrigerated. That's their calling card. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and meat, during don't wor- do it. During World War II, 150 million
3: pounds of Spam were sent overseas with the troops who introduced it to the locals. Wherever
0: they went. Wow, well, it's interesting. Is sick enough. So why would anybody currently eat it? Since it was clearly designed oh. for the toughest of times. We have no refrigeration. We don't want people to starve. N- most of us are not in that situation now. So why would anybody eat it?
3: Jack, I eat Spam on a fairly regular Do you really? basis. Wow. How, yes. how regular? Uh, Maybe
0: four times a year. Really?
1: Quarterly. (laughs) Boy, the the people Uh, at Spam are thrilled if they could get all of us to do the same thing. Bring Spam right on back.
0: It's time for my quarterly Spam intake.
3: You don't even have to cook it, just eat it out of the can. Mm. You know, that gelatin and topping is so tasty. Oh,
1: yeah. (laughs) It's its own sauce, really. It's like its own hog butter.
0: (laughs) Well, when we're at war with North Korea, maybe we'll all be Spam. I don't know. Yeah. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this Wednesday, July the 5th, of year, 2017, we are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program.
1: Let's begin the show officially now. According to FCC rules and regs, here we go at Mark.
2: Oh, oh boy. a Nadal got 10. Joey Chestnut looks like he's getting 10.
0: Chestnut, unofficially at seventy one. That would be a record here. They just threw him another one. Seventy two unofficial, which would be a record for the corner surf and still well. Hundred and first
1: running of the Nathan's famous hot dog contest. Seventy two. Hundred <laughs> and first running in, in like hours,
4: right? <laughs> Ten minutes? Is that what it Correct. is? Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Seventy two hot dogs That's have been missed. Just... I don't I ate seven the other night. I don't have to talk about that. You know it's That's my personal record.
1: It's so unnatural. It's so wildly unnatural. Why don't we have a contest to see who can inflate their lungs the biggest, right. or who can put the most stuff up them? Or stretch or... the
0: toe the furthest without it popping off.
1: <laughs> right, exactly.
0: <laughs> as long as we're uh,
1: testing the elasticity of the human body, why, you know, why not something else?
0: I don't know. It's it's odd. I, I, I've I been saying for years, I thought somebody would just die, and then that'd <laughs> yeah. be the end of it.
1: How far can you pull out your eyelid?
0: Ready? Begin! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's seems on. odd. Well, we've been <laughs> dancing around the lead story of the day, haven't we? Um, what do you got coming up in your news, Marshall? For a little-
3: well, fire away. North Korea launches an intercontinental ballistic missile on the 4th of July. Trump, meanwhile, is tweet firing on China, and we could be seeing the end of the internal combustion engine. Stories coming up 635, Armstrong and Getty. Well, it's had a good run.
0: North Korea launches a missile and then uh, has a saucy little announcement for us all. That's what we'll have to bring to you. He's, he's working Trump's side of the street. Well, I'm just appreciating the fact that
1: they're still employing that nasty-sounding babe for their official news service. Yeah. It's good to hear her voice again. I hope we have a clip of that. we okay. got
0: all that coming up, and some of the experts will talk to about what's going to happen now. Something's going to happen, I think. How's mailbag look? Uh, mm, slim. It's a bit underweight this morning, but that's fine. Yeah, I have the number. That might be most important in our uh, standoff with North Korea. The number. Uh oh. It's fifty-six. Fifty-six. Fifty-six is the number. Fifty-six. I'll explain to you what it is. Has to do with ketchup. I think it might be the most important number by far in our standoff with North Korea. Seven China. times eight
1: and eight times seven, Jack.
0: Stay tuned to the 56. Armstrong. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
4: Yes,
1: I did order two orders of egg rolls. All right, wow! Don't that is there's uh, no reason to yell at me.
0: That's China cultural belligerence. That's <laughs> North Korea, Mr. President. North Korea state media announcing the launching, successful launching of uh, their longest missile yet that could. Hit the West Coast, and as the voice of the West broadcasting yes. to all the cities under threat of North Korea, Seattle, Portland, San Francisco, China. Los Angeles, San Diego, not China. <laughs> we have, uh, we have uh, you know, a much more <clears throat> vested interest than the East Coast media. It's all theoretical to them. I would say. To all indeed. of us, it's not theoretical. Here's why 56 is the most important number in this entire thing.
4: People around the world.
0: There's a poll out when asked, is Donald Trump being tough enough, not tough oh. enough, et cetera, on North Korea. 56% of Americans say the president is not being tough enough. If I was Donald, blown away by that number. Well, if Donald Trump sees that number, and he will, you, it's, you'd you be impossible to convince me that that will not affect the way he handles this situation. I haven't been following politics. Does he have the need to come off as a tough guy in some way? It's impossible that he won't be affected by that number in his thinking. He yeah. he he thinks the majority of people including cuz his approval ratings like 35%, including a lot of people who don't like me. Um Don't like you? What have you done to them? Donald Trump. Oh, you're you're speaking for the president. I'm speaking now. for the president. I'm sorry. thinking inside his head. Okay. Can you put on an orange wig, please? That would help me. When I've got all the people who support me plus 20% that think I'm not being tough enough on North Korea, clearly I'm being a a wuss. Well, and his rhetoric, at the very least, and
1: his movements, uh, substantive movements, have been far more confrontational than the last couple of administrations. Well, at least, you know, the Obama administration. So, again, that number struck me as extraordinary. There's only like 13%
0: who thinks he's handling it just about right. So, wow! Wow! I don't think there is handle in there is in there's no handling it right. Right. There's just there is no there's no good answer. But I, I, I honestly think he's when he sees that he's going to be hurt. I'd be bothered if if I saw a poll that, you know, 60 percent of people think you're really weak willed. Oh, Are you going to tell me that wouldn't you wouldn't stick in your head for a while. I mean, even if
1: you're Jimmy Carter, that's going to make you pause. You're going to have to think, well, maybe I am. Uh, but but a guy like Trump, wow. Well, we shall see. That's why I think
0: 56 is the most important number of the day.
1: We are going to get heavily into the North Korean situation with various analysts and thinkers and reporters and, and, and that sort of folk. So we can try to understand, uh, you know, what's going on and what's likely to happen. That'll come up uh, in a few minutes. Mailbag, right now. Then. Your latest Internet meme. Perhaps you missed the story of. I love what? a good mame. One uh, Christopher Christie, Chris Christie, mayor of uh, mayor, governor of New Jersey. <laughs> folks, I can't use the F word on the show because we're a respectable little uh, little team here. So I'm going to use duck. Uh, it is clear that Chris Christie does not give a duck at this point in his governorship.
0: I've not seen the uh, mame. What uh... it's
1: it's hilarious. So
0: just a, a brief bit of background.
1: They're having a budget crisis there in New Jersey. So uh, Chris Christie said, okay, that's fine. You can't pass a budget. We're shutting down the government. And uh, that included, inexplicably and stupidly, in the style of the federal government, New Jersey's state beaches. So the beaches were closed. It's July 4th weekend. And the beaches, which I don't know if you know this, are just strips of sand at the edge of the ocean. You can wander on and off of, a, of your own volition anytime you want. The whole government shutdown thing is so funny. But anyway, he shuts down all the beaches. Then a picture is taken he is seen with his family enjoying the exclusive use of an empty New Jersey state beach.
0: Wow. They're
1: sitting there sunning themselves on an empty beach. That he is, quote unquote, shut down, even though like the federal shutdown, that was phony and stupid, where they would fence off monuments that you just walk up to and look at to make it clear that we're going to punish you people for letting the government shut down anyway.
0: But so his his (coughs) message was you, you people can't use the beach because it's shut down. That's right. I, of course, can use the beach.
1: (coughs) Yeah. So evidently, again, he has searched around for a duck to give and he he has none.
0: What's he wearing? Well, that's, uh,
1: and, and that brings us to our meme. He is actually <laughs> wearing shorts and a t-shirt okay. and a ball cap and is sitting on what appears to be a folding chair of some sort. That's exactly what I would be doing. And the wags, the rascals of the Internet, have uh, photoshopped his, him sitting in his uh, lawn chair onto many, many historical pictures <laughs> uh, amusingly. And we have that for you at armstrongandgettyradio.com, our unusable website. <laughs>
0: I need to check that out. It sounds
1: funny.
2: It's uh, every bit as funny as it sounds. Let's the best see. one is uh, they put him in his in his chair right outside that, that restaurant in The Sopranos where all they used to sit and just <laughs> right. gab all day. Right. He's <laughs> next <laughs> to Paulie Walnuts who's sunning
1: himself. Yeah. Very <laughs> funny. They have him in that scene where Kellyanne Conway is kneeling on the White House couch, the Oval Office couch, taking a picture. And he's sitting there looking. <laughs>
2: Oh, it got him at at Yalta with Stalin and Roosevelt and Churchill. They got him uh, in a scene from uh, from Here to Eternity with the, the two stars, like. Right, watching out. the stars <laughs> making out on the beach. It's fabulous.
0: That is funny.
2: Yes, yeah.
1: if,
0: if I'm a
3: New Jersey resident, I hold up a sign that says, you close beaches, we close buffets. Huh?
1: <laughs> wow. Wow. Man, dude's got an eating problem, Michael. There's no reason to mock that. Uh, Old Man Fred, guys, Well, browsing on the interwebs on the holiday, a blurb about North Korea's latest missile test scrolled across. Accompanying the picture, uh, I'm sorry, accompanying the story was a picture of our dear leader, Kim Jong-un. Looking at the pic, I was struck by a startling resemblance to our man, Vince. Is it possible uh, Mommy Vince has visited the DPRK? Maybe Mm. with Dennis Rodman's entourage, inquiring minds want to know. I I believe that is either, Vincent. A uh, a racist statement that all Asians look the same to him, or a suggestion that your mom somehow w- went over and trolloped herself uh, in the service of the uh,
0: Kim family. Neither one of them, uh, the sort of thing you should uh, allow.
1: Repugnant. Old man, Fred, I know you enjoy a cocktail now and again, uh, but uh, you got to check yourself It's you're on double-secret probation. Just remember, Fred, my mom is someone's daughter, okay? That's r- Well, and she's your mom, which should be enough. Speaking of double-secret probate, pro- pro- hmm, you know. Uh, was it over the weekend that Flounder of the uh, Animal oh. House movie passed? It was last week. It was maybe. last week,
2: yeah. Yeah.
1: It's tough for me to keep track Fat, of Fat, drunk, lately. and
0: stupid is no way to go through life. That is
1: seriously sound <laughs> advice.
2: And then, Joe, you had a fish pass, too, correct?
1: Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I should tell that story um, for those who are not familiar with the tale. It's been a a real month of transitions for the Getty family. I have a lot to tell you about. Uh, and finally, this, uh, the most libertarian fireworks display ever is in blank. I'm not going to give the town. Because if I did, the do-gooders, the nannies... The people who valued vision with both eyes, etc., would probably jump right on it. I'm only telling you because it's likely ending. Writes a guy. <laughs> I'm not even going to give his name. Used to be two gangs of people competing for three hours, dark to midnight, who could do the better fireworks. Drinking, smoking, buckets of water for fires. No safety other than what individuals themselves sought or uh, saw fit to do shrapnel hitting people in the face, smoke, explosives hitting bystanders, bigger than most municipal displays, no separation of spectator and launch pad. Spectacular. That reminds me of the early days, Gladys, I'm, I realize it's early, the early days when we lived on the cul-de-sac that we're moving away from, uh, when when th- there were good times. There were a lot of really fun people there, and uh, they may have, I don't recall specifically, authorities believe alcohol was involved, Uh, They may have come by various fireworks of uh, origins outside uh, the blue state where I reside. And they may have been, uh, well, you know, very powerful and or flew around and or were crazy. And, oh, my God, the stuff we would do late at night on the 4th of July. It's fantastic. Should be banned. Well, you know what? Where I live, it probably should be banned because the entire West Coast could go up in smoke. But uh, oh my God, it was fun. But yeah, a couple of people did get hit by shrapnel or
0: anyway, blinded or killed. No, well then you're fine.
1: No, no, oh, a little burn mark here and there. But it's a it's a story to tell. Hey, how'd you get that uh, that mark next to your missing thumb? Well. Oh, man, that was a good time. You tell the story, you celebrate America, and, and you know, the, the Founding Fathers had scars too, right? The scars of experience and, and something. Or wow. That's
2: wow. Nah,
0: just fun to shoot off explosives. That's really it. Um, so, Kim, mentally ill, uh, trolling Trump after the missile launch. We'll have all that coming up in Marshall's News. Are we going to do something? Are we going to do something militarily, I wonder? We're going to talk to our military analyst, Jeff McCoslin, in about a half an hour about that. The Peninsula of Bad Choices, Jack. That's what they call the Korean Peninsula. Boy, it certainly is. More than ever. I didn't realize, not only do we have 30-some thousand troops there, we have 200,000 Americans who live in South Korea. That's a lot of Americans. They so got a quarter million Americans in South Korea.
1: Well, and old the fat boy can practically chuck a grenade at twenty million people in Seoul. So there's no half measures here. It's either going to be fully on or probably more diplomacy. But more on that to come.
0: Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. According to the current Atlantic Monthly, North Korea is prepared for an, a U.S. invasion with an unbelievable amount of conventional weapons, but also some of their nuclear weapons and thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds of uh, toxic gases that they would release. And according, and according to the experts interviewed for the Atlantic Monthly, if, if we launched a first strike on North Korea, there would be a, a, a killing... Um, That would rank at the very top in world history. A mass killing. Maybe the greatest of all time in one single day. The uh, Hundreds of thousands dead. From the North Koreans uh, trying to obliterate Seoul. And us and whoever else. Wow. As we invade. Well, I, I have analysis, but I can hold it back. And know Marshall's ready for the so, news. Uh, so with, with that as the backdrop... That's how that option would go. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, North
3: Korea did launch a game changer on July 4th. Official state media announcing the firing of an intercontinental ballistic missile capable of hitting Alaska.
4: Wow. She
3: is still there to keep the world updated.
0: And then a uh, little Kim came out and said that this was a gift to the Trump administration. Right. We should send them gifts once in a while to help break their boredom. Right. That's a very. Wow. Counter trolling. Yeah. What is that all about? Yeah, that was the dear leader who was watching a launch, smiling
3: broadly, vowing to never abandon nuclear weapons and urging his scientists to do just what Jack said. Keep sending them gift packages of missiles and atomic tests.
0: It's interesting to watch his fist pumping. I mean he seems to be truly elated. Yes. Oh yeah. Like not it, it, just going through the motions like he is seriously happy, right? Well and his generals
1: were jumping around like six year olds high fiving and screaming and shaking, trying to out enthusiasm each other in front of the great leader. Oh man, what a crazy regime. Yeah. You know, all right, here's my here's my very, very short analysis. Uh-huh. What what confuses me and what troubles me about the whole thing is that a little fathead is doing virtually the only thing that will get him obliterated. If he were to lay low and act semi-cooperative, nobody would do anything about what he's doing for a very, very long time. He's pursuing the only road that ends in the destruction of his regime.
0: Yeah, he could he could oppress his people and run that weird... Country for a long time. We're not going to go in and stop it. Nobody yeah, you get is. all the
1: porn and French cognac you want for the rest of your day That's a good point. Yeah, I don't, so I what's his don't end game?
0: I think it's a miscalculation on his part. But he thinks he thinks we would invade, right, and he, overthrow him like we did with Saddam, right? Yeah, yeah.
3: Meanwhile, President Trump taking note of North Korea's launch before heading off to Europe this morning. He took another shot at China. He's been asking China to put pressure on
2: North Korea because of the missile programs. Official President Trump tweet reader Vincent Nicholas. Trade between China and North Korea grew almost 40% in the first quarter. So much for China working with us. But we had to give it a try. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't well, I don't understand why that statement gets an exclamation point. Well, these are uh, these are stirred up times. You got to shout
3: to be heard. Meanwhile, President Trump is going to be sitting down with Russian President Putin for an official bilateral meeting on Friday. Oh, that's,
0: something, that's something to get excited about. You
1: know, well, on the, the Pooter has tried to interject himself now into the North Korea thing, yes. which is an obvious at to, to drive a wedge between us and South Korea, you know, Pooter's going to walk in there and say, you know, I can do a little diplomacy here. Let, let me help with China. That's just, uh, that's all you need. You know, things are already completely screwed up, and now Putin's going to play a role.
0: Lovely. So it's going to be interesting to see yeah. how uh, Trump handles these meetings with the leader of China and, and with Putin, of course. Uh, who knows? But um, on the China thing, I hear the most learned experts say China has the ability to handle North Korea today if they wanted to, and I hear learned experts say China has no ability to yeah. pull the levers on North Korea. All I right. don't. I have no. I certainly have no idea which is true. That back
3: and forth going on through the weekend, because I heard some of the same reports. One says, oh, yeah, they could do it right away. The others say, eh, no, they can't do anything. So Volvo is going to be the first major traditional automaker to completely phase out the combustion engine-only vehicle. The Swedish automaker Are they going to use hamsters? (laughs) They're going to start this up in uh, 2019. All new models will be either hybrids or fully electric. Volvo is
0: going to continue to make combustion engine models until then. Even though America sells like 400 electric cars a year? I mean, they're just hoping that's going to change, I guess. Gas is is the cheapest it's it's ever been. (laughs) Almost. If you adjust, I mean, it's about as cheap as it's ever been. So, uh, I don't know if now's the time. But, you know, they know better than I do. Yeah, this move by Volvo getting a lot of notice from a number
3: of different uh, people who watch this stuff saying... This could be the beginning. This could be the end of the combustion engine. Huh. Well, perhaps. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips of the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice
0: of the West. I think gas would have to get a lot more expensive. I mean, that's what's ever pushed me into uh, alternative ideas. I've never pulled the trigger. But it's right. when gas is, you know, when it's five, was almost $5 a gallon, I was thinking, ah, you know, pencils out. Maybe I will. It's back down to two-something, and you think, ah, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know,
1: if if this trend does continue, because Volvo is going to make a hell of a lot of hybrids that kind of charge themselves as you drive. So it's not going to be the utter fraud, the ridiculousness of somebody juicing up their electric car with, uh, you know, a coal-fired electric plant. I mean, which is just environmentally stupid. But, you know, I have no problem with having, you know, a nice Volvo hybrid ride around, and it's fine. Run electric when I got electric. I'll run gas when I need
0: it. Gas is around $2. I'll drive gas the rest of my life.
1: I will not buy a Volvo, though, because it sounds too much like uh, lady parts. It does. Mm. It does sound like lady parts. You gotta do something about that
0: Volvo. We'll talk to a military analyst about the bloodbath that would be an invasion of North Korea, among other things. Coming up in about 20 minutes. Alright, there's a lot of stuff that happened over the weekend we need to update you on. Boy, how much of our audience lost an eye or a finger last night? Well, probably a lot. You'll learn to adapt, friends. Courage. <laughs> You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. We'll talk to a military analyst, Jeff McCausland, about the North Korea options coming up in about 10 minutes. First, the "Who's Up and Who's Down" segment, and we've got a colorful arrow that points up or down for various well-known people who are going up or going down. Wow, I like it to call it "Who's Up and Who's Down." I, I like it; it's strong. <laughs> I only have two people. One of them is going up. One of them is going down. But, okay. Uh, the down arrow for Megyn Kelly, who took and I and I've I've never li- I don't like Megyn Kelly, but I liked her her Sunday Night Show, or still like it. I guess it's still on. They didn't air one this Sunday night. Mm. And um, a rerun of an old dateline beat any of the ratings she's had so far. Uh oh. So that's. Uh, Three
4: year old dateline.
0: Wow. Being in the business, like if we take a week, well, we're going to take a week off vacation soon. If we take the week off and we had low ratings, which we don't, but if we had low ratings. And we took the week off, and the replacement got much higher ratings. Yes, that's that's a problem.
1: That is an issue, certainly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one week does not a story tell, but it's troubling. Uh, Dateline, what's the current posture of Dateline? Is that like old serial
0: killers and then like weird mostly, mysteries yeah. and stuff like that? Mostly, yeah. Yeah. mostly. But yeah, that's that's bad news for her. And Move who's in there. but who's got the up arrow? Oh, Steph Curry, who was the eighty second highest paid player in the NBA. He was, he was getting, number 81 was saying, geez, how do you live on that? S-s-s- some would suggest he was the most valuable player in years past. Yeah. He just signed the biggest contract in NBA history, getting the first ever Supermax contract, which is $201 million. If he doesn't score 20 points, he goes to that federal prison in Denver. The Supermax contract. I hope he. How, uh, how much does he get? I hope he feels comfortable now that he's locked into $201 million over yeah. the next five years. So,
4: uh, you should be able to live on that. $40
0: million a year? Having been,
4: you know... uh, Yeah, this is largely uh, possible because of the new collective bargaining agreement that they they just came to, I believe it was before this season.
0: He's also got the unique... Giant star valuable to your team winning and really good guy. There's like no trouble on the horizon with him. Right. A charming dude. He's so valuable that way. Yeah. yeah. Um, so,
1: yeah, that, that's a, that's a lot of money. You He's, know, that is a crazy amount of money. The funny thing is he could play for free and make more money than any of us will ever see just oh, yeah. through endorsements. Oh,
0: absolutely. He's but, kept, Yeah. Uh,
3: yeah. 201, huh? He couldn't stop at 200. <laughs> he had to get that extra $1 million. And-
0: I got kids to feed, they were saying. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Trying to get that last $1 million. wonder how you do end up at that.
4: I, I can't even imagine. Because uh, it's a max contract, and it's based off a percentage of the revenue sharing. Oh, okay. There you so, go. It's a formula. Yeah, It's an algorithm, probably. It's formulaic.
1: <laughs> wow that's I, I congratulate yes. the Curry family and Good. their newfound financial uh, <laughs> comfort. Yeah
0: even though we had a billion dollar deal with Under Armour. Boy
1: that's amazing to me. That just shows how much how much revenue enhancement you see by having a perennially winning team a championship team etc. The fact that you could sink jerseys. that cost into uh, an asset for your corporation and still come out ahead just shows you how profitable the NBA I, can I'll be. I'll
0: bet. I'll bet that anybody who knows the inner workings of these sports franchises would say a guy like him is way underpaid for the mm. amount of money they
4: make off of him. Oh, that's I always, don't know, but that's always been an argument for LeBron. It's impossible to play, pay a guy like LeBron James too much money in terms of the sports entertainment world.
2: Yeah. Right.
4: Um, Especially given, I mean, whether it's uh, Jordan back in the day
1: or, or these guys right now, it elevates the entire league's appeal sure. to humanity.
0: How much money do you make for, for the other teams when you come to town?
1: Right. Especially
4: as the NBA gets increasing global appeal. Mm. Uh, wh- one more quick kind of basketball finance note that I found fascinating. That the this let me know if it gets too deep in the woods. But the salary cap was expected to be about 110 million. The Warriors and the Cavs beat everybody so quickly in the playoffs that the the league actually lost a ton of revenue by not having as many playoff games. Salary cap is based off of league revenue, so the salary cap ended up being about 10 to 12 million dollars lower than they thought because nobody could compete with the Cavs or the Warriors. <laughs>
2: There wow, were, yeah.
4: Dennis, that is surprising. There were uh, not as many games, which yeah. is interesting to me. Yeah, you so, got
1: to do something about that. You've got to have the refs fix it even more, obviously.
0: So they're thinking, and I can understand this, this doesn't really work to have two teams that go through unbeaten, more or less, through the playoffs. and we, Instead of having six or seven games, we have four each round. That just yeah. really doesn't work for us financially. Yeah, wow. So you know what you got to do? They're going to have somebody run out of the court and club him in the foot. Wow. That's what will happen. I always oh, comes to the foot clubbing. Why,
1: why, why do we have to club people? Let's just have the referees blow the whistle a little more or a little less. Like it's an didn't. ungovernable
0: game. Like they did in game three or four or whatever that was. Yes,
1: yeah. yes, clearly. Yeah. So, game uh, six, 2000, what was that that Sacramento Kings fans are always bitching about? Yeah. Uh, when was that? 2006? Uh, seven or eight. Seven? Yeah, yeah, one of
0: those. I was there. Um, Never forget. Never forget. uh, So uh, what are our options with North Korea? Well, I heard it said by one
1: sage, and I thought he was a steady rolling guy, and I think he's probably right. He said the time when we had cost-free options is over. Every
0: option now has a serious cost in dealing with North Korea. Whether financial or lives lost or something. Uh, r- yes. Yes, at least. And everybody's always looking for a cost-free option, especially mm. in the uh, the modern world. So uh, we'll, we'll go through some of that. It's, it's getting serious. Are we actually going to do something about it at this point? You're listening to The Armstrong and Getty Show.